0: This week on Buckets, Boards and Blocks, the Knicks are heading north, the Celtics have been heading south, and the Wizards may have the best backcourt in basketball, question mark. Hmm. (laughs) So much NBA to discuss, but first, Darlene, let's run it.
2: Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former three and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Welcome to Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. I'm Monica McNutt alongside my co host extraordinaire, the up and coming King McClure. Hi, King. Hi. Uh, joining us today we got a trio triangle action is our extraordinary producer bruce bernstein hi bruce hey monica hey king what up what up um all right guys so the nba is heading down the home stretch as the end of the regular season the play-in tournament will start may 18th um we are literally inside of what two weeks ish um bruce you don't want to see a shrink. Wait a minute. What, am, what is this? <laughs> oh, like a mental <laughs> shrink. I was like, what's shrinking? <laughs> you don't want to see a doctor. You don't want to see a shrink. Um, so this week's show is going to be a therapy session. Uh, we'll talk about your beloved Celtics as they um, whoo staggering to the finish line. But King, let's start with you. Celtics. Of course, we're leading the show with Celtics because Bruce is here. Celtics, go King.
0: <laughs> Celtics, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown has been really good, though. So so J- Jalen Brown has played out of his mind, um, but I don't know. I think the Celtics kind of disappointed me in a sense. I mean, they have so, they have so much talent on that team. When you look at their their roster as far as Tristan Thompson, uh, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, like they, they they should be able to do more than what they're doing, and they they definitely underachieve. I don't know if that is credit to the Celtics or credit to Brad Stevens. Which one you guys are going with?
1: Uh oh, Bruce. Well, all right, so here's the thing. Uh, yes, they do have talent, and I'm not going to make excuses that they've had a, you know, COVID issues, whatever, because a lot of teams have. My concern with them is that they don't make other teams feel them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of guys who – and and Jason Tatum, who I love, is sometimes I'm looking at Jason and I'm thinking, you smile way too much out there, especially when things aren't going well. It's because he's light-skinned.
2: Wow, Okay, continue.
1: <laughs> I want, I want like more Marcus Smart. You know, when it comes to attitude, right? Jalen Brown, you know, kind of lit him up after that loss against Oklahoma State a couple of days ago, and he said we got to play with more urgency. He's absolutely right. So yes, they have the talent, but I think it's really more on Danny Ainge to bring some guys in there that that can occasionally play a little bit angry, play a little bit with an edge. They got a bunch of really nice, kind of semi-soft guys. But, you know, um, look, we'll see what happens uh, if they can kind of get their get the crew together. But they're running out of time because you know how it goes, right? Even if they get back with all their injured guys going into the playoffs, they're not going to have any chemistry. You see some of their turnovers. Guys are throwing the balls to a place where they think a guy's going to be. And the guy's not there because they don't they don't know how to play together very well, Monica.
2: Mm, it's been really weird with the Celtics. Because we I think coming into this year, we had all of these teams that showed so much promise in the bubble, and we were looking forward to them taking the next step. The top two, obviously being the jazz and the Nuggets. But then you think about Phoenix's eight0 run in the bubble, and then you think about um the Celtics in terms of how well they played last year. And then you wondered if Miami essentially kept the same team, like would they be able to repeat? So I don't I agree with you in not making an excuse about Covid but I do think that this year has been really weird. I think the oddities of the year, I give that benefit of the doubt to Miami just a little bit more than I do the Celtics or even to the Wizards a mm-hmm. little bit more than I do the Celtics yeah. because I will say this, that stretch where they missed Marcus Smart to me was huge, like was, uh, was really huge uh, because I think he's a real key piece to what they do. I kind of thought after they beat Golden State that they were going to get hot and go on a little bit of a tear, And then you mentioned the OKC loss and they lost to Charlotte shortly thereafter. Um, It's been weird. I don't know. I kind of agree with King, though, in terms of why are we not talking about Brad Stevens in this? Because he was anointed the next pop. And I don't know if it's quite been that way.
0: I mean, look, last year, uh, I'm just going to say it last year when the Clippers were struggling. The first person that we turned to and looked at was Doc Rivers. We got to keep that same energy and be consistent in a sense. Um, Granted, the Clippers had a little bit better, a little bit of a a better team, a little more superstars. However, first person we looked to was Doc Rivers. Mm -hmm. That same energy when we're talking about the Celtics.
2: But I feel like we've done this, Bruce. Like, I feel like we've done this with Brad Stevens a time or two before the year with Kyrie right like it was like well is he not strong enough to wrangle all of these personalities and say what you want about Kyrie that was a big bust year for the Celtics here we are again so I just I mean if is if the choice is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or Brad Stevens you tell me Bruce
1: I think I think Brad Stevens absolutely is is in the crosshairs, certainly for a lot of Celtics fans, there's a lot, you know, if you go on Twitter or whatever, there's a lot of Celtics fans that are down on Brad Stevens and look, sometimes I think this is his eighth season there or something like that. And a lot of times teams get tired of hearing that voice after a while. Right. So you need to, you need to do something. So look, maybe it is. I don't know that Danny Ainge is definitely, you know, looking at Brad Stevens, you know, with the stink eye right now, but it's a very legitimate question. And King, you made a really great point. You know, if, Doc's, if Doc Rivers can be in, you know, in the crosshairs, Brad Stevens can be in the crosshairs too. No, for sure. For sure.
2: All right. Let's keep it east though, y'all. Ha. I got my hometown team. I got my work Ooh. hometown team to talk about. And boy, are they impressive. Eight-game winning streak for the Wizards. Nine-game winning streak for the Knicks. Uh, both ended and then they won the next game so that makes them what they've won nine out of their last 10 for the Knicks and then uh nine out of their last or eight out of their last nine for the Wizards um listen let's just talk about the Knicks first because they are in sole possession of fourth place in the east as we record this pod on April 29th the Hawks got punched blitzed by the Sixers on Wednesday night uh and the Knicks won over a feisty Chicago squad, I was a little nervous there, but then they turned it on in the fourth quarter. Um, everybody keeps asking me, "Is are the are the Knicks back, guys?" I don't. That feels aggressive, but they're they're here this year.
0: No, 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 no.
2: Wow, no, I think you're no, a hater. No, I don't no, want to no, talk
0: no, to you. No, no, I'm not going to say that back. I'm not. See, listen, I'm not a full believer in the Knicks right now. However, Julius Randle, I am a hundred percent in on oh my God Julius Randle right now. The way he's playing, balling absolutely out of his mind. And I know, Monica, you weren't a big fan at the beginning of the year. You you, you kind of doubted Julius in a sense. I I'm did, gonna,
2: because last year he, he just started spinning right. around like a bull in a china shop and it didn't go well.
0: <laughs> it didn't go well at all. <laughs> but listen, they, they're super young. So I think that they have the, the opportunities to still be relevant for the next uh, few years. But I think that they're still missing that. That one piece.
2: Well, how do you define back? Are you saying title contender as it is back?
0: Yeah, yeah. When I say back, I mean I'm thinking nothing but title contender. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not would... thinking just you know making the playoffs every year. That that's expected. You're supposed to make the playoffs every year. Wow, um, You're, the wow, title contender. Just... Yeah, like it's the Knicks franchise. I mean, when you look at the do Knicks... you
2: know they ain't been there since 2013?
0: But still, when you look at their history, but they, they got winning. That they, they, they're accustomed to being in the playoffs. They're accustomed to playing the Madison Square Garden in in May, June, and and beyond. So that they're okay. used to that. So you
2: gotta, you they, gotta they, walk they, or you gotta crawl a little bit before you walk. So I'm gonna go yeah, with right, them. But, they, but
0: they're still one piece away, I think, from being back as far as maybe continuing for a generation. You this know, is so, what I
2: will say. Sorry, but, Bruce. I'm gonna just right, say this yeah. is what I will say. When we <laughs> did a couple of different events, talking to RJ and Julius, the statement that reverberates from the group is that we are doing things the right way. And Julius even said it himself. Like, that means that we are in a position to win now or compete now at a high level. And if that makes us attractive to free agents, then so be it. So I'll give you your one piece. You're not wrong. I will also say that they are back to doing things the right way. And I'm excited about this year and beyond. Please, Bruce.
1: Julius, to me, you know, I mean, the, the, some of the, the Knicks fans like to chat, chant, you know, MVP. It's yes. not going to be the MVP. I think they should be chanting MIP, most improved sure. player. Because he has improved his shooting so much over last Mm -hmm. year, and you know his his rebounding, his work ethic. I mean, the thing about the Knicks, they just grind you down with their defense. And as we know, defense travels in the playoffs. Defense travels. You can have a, a bad shooting night, and you can still win a game because you're holding the other team to about 40% shooting. So that to me, you know, gives the Knicks, you know, a puncher's chance in any game and probably against any series. And the the work ethic on that team is impressive. And it's also kind of cool. they are two top players, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. Both of them are left-handers. You don't see that very frequently that you're, you know, two, two of your starters are lefties. I don't know if that makes them more effective when other guys are guarding them, that it, there's a, you know... I know that I've heard that theory by some before, where lefties are a little bit unorthodox and it's sometimes harder to guard them. Yeah. But still, um, big ups to them, and and a, and a great under the radar move that I think they made that didn't get a whole lot of pub was bringing in Derrick Rose oh, yeah, to come yeah. off the bench. He's yeah. been really, really good for those guys. Monica,
2: sixteen and four over that nine game winning streak. Oh
1: He's wait, like, look, Bruce, Bruce.
2: Bruce.
0: My yes. question to you, Bruce, is why why can I mean I know Julius probably not gonna win it, but why 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 shouldn't he be considered heavily?
2: I'm with you king. Talk to me and I will talk to you about Emmanuel quickly for rookie of the year. Like talk to and I will talk to you about Nerland uh, Noel. Uh, on, uh, on uh, defensive Monica,
0: team. let's Monica,
1: go. Monica, calm down a little bit. Okay. Son. Yeah, hey, It's man. at least worth the
2: conversation, is my point.
1: Okay. I think okay. Julius Randall should be considered, but he's yeah. not gonna win it. I mean, he's yeah, not yeah. gonna beat Jokic, you know. I mean, yeah. but I mean, Julius Randall if he's absolutely got to be in the top 10 in the MVP voting, I'm not saying top five, but who knows? Maybe top five. I,
0: I put him top five. Look at what the Knicks did last year. Look at what he's doing right now. I mean, they go from not a playoff team to they got all these young guys and now they're fourth in the East.
2: Well, who's and your five?
0: What's my, Ooh, what's my five? You know, I don't know if I've been watching enough NBA to really just to just uh, come forth to say that. Um, but Jokic has to be number one right now. Mm-hmm. I would think. Um, who else?
1: James Luca. Harden, you could put in. there. In, yeah. in, in. Luca's Uh-oh. in there, I think, somewhere.
2: In your top five?
1: Maybe, maybe like five. I'm not saying he's two. Yeah.
0: Um, I'd go Julius, and then I'd go
1: who? My fifth? Joel Embiid's got to be up in there. He's had say, a great year. I would.
2: I go Jokic, Joel, CP3. Oh, yeah, Chris Paul, totally. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Julius, I can't, I can't get with Harden for some reason. I just can't get with it yet.
1: Paul George has been really good this year.
2: PG has been good. And Honestly, uh,
1: CP, CP, like
0: when you when you when you look at MVP, it's like almost like you if you can transform a team and get them back to winning, like I feel like then yeah. that means you're the most valuable player because last year they weren't doing that. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, the Suns got hot in the bubble a little bit, and before that they were not doing that. So what Chris Paul and Julius Randle have been able to do. Mm-hmm. Is, is something that I feel like no other quote-unquote person in the MVP race has done. I mean, I Yo- agree with
2: you. Yo- yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, Yo- Jokic Yo- 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 was good last year, and that his team was good last year. He- he's still been amazing this year. But, I mean, Julius and CP have done something that not too many other MVPs ha- have done.
2: No, and I agree with you, and I know when Steph went over his crazy 40-point stretch in April, I was like, if y'all put Steph in that conversation, then you need to be talking about Julius because they are still a play-in team. <laughs> and they're like the then at that point the Knicks I think were might have been six in the east but I mean update they're fourth in the east mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah hey and listen I mean Giannis hasn't really gotten a whole lot of love this year but Milwaukee's still there MVP so he's gonna be so he's gonna be probably in the top 10 I would think too so but it's it's really wide open and I'm, I'm totally down with the whole CP3 thing he has because I mean he did the same thing last year with OKC I mean, they didn't do as well as Phoenix is doing this year. But that guy, I mean, I don't think there's a – other than maybe LeBron, I don't think there's a better leader of a team in the NBA. Yeah,
2: and that's that's interesting, Bruce, that you mentioned that because LeBron would have been there except this injury took, took him out, right? Like, took yeah. him off. I, I struggle to go Harden just because I feel like they have so many weapons, and obviously he's missed a chunk of games here as of late. Um, but, I mean, we've seen – in such an odd year, we've seen some really – Thought provoking MVP performances from some really good guys. And I don't know. I mean, I know Bradley Bill was in the mix for the scoring title at one point, and it's probably too late for the Wizards to get hot enough to be able to have that conversation with either him or Russ. But the streak that they're on right now is impressive.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Russ has just, I mean, he was already way up here, but he mm-hmm. seems, he's like out of the frame. He's so good now. I mean, I mean, that game on uh, Wednesday night. I mean, triple double with like high. Te- I mean, eighteen yeah. rebounds, right? Yeah. And I think fourteen assists. He yeah. didn't have a turnover until like midway through the fourth quarter, right? And he had like fourteen assists. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't look like much at the beginning when they were six and seventeen, but
2: um, yeah, Lee. But I think, and again, not using COVID as an excuse, but I, I know when they beat. Mm, I don't, I can't remember who they beat, but it was sort of in the midst of Russ turning folks' head in terms of breaking the triple double record. I texted a couple of folks over there and they're like, yo, like, simply put, Russ is healthy. The team is healthy. Like, and we take for granted just how eaten up they had been by COVID. After, I can't remember which game, but I was listening to a post game interview with Bradley Bill and the local team asked him, you know two months ago could you envision this streak for this team and he's like two months ago i don't even know if we had five guys like we were that depleted yeah. and i think that's real
0: yeah so how much how much was you, you remember when when who was that was it stephen a that, that that started talking about yeah. rest really
2: and his wife clap back
0: how, yeah how much of a factor do you think that played in Russ's mentality you think you think that this is solely because He's tired of, of the critics talking about his triple doubles. Don't 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 lead to winning, or or, or do you think it's just just the the, the uh, good timing? I
2: guess. Uh, I think it has zero to do with critics. I think Russ is one of the very rare beings that literally does not care, mm. like zero F's given. Like, <laughs> and I, I think from him that's legit. Because think about it. I remember reading. I remember if it was the GQ piece. But he's talked very candidly he was not predicted to get to the league like all of the things that have happened for him none of it was predicted and so he moves with a sense of gratitude and urgency and an ability to be true to himself. He didn't come in with the same kind of hype that a KD did when they were all in OKC. So he's I mean he's on record saying stuff like that so I think for him and he talked about it this week the bits of his press conference was going viral as he talked about you know I don't cheat the game like I play hard every night and that's just it and I think whether we like it, love it, want to be a better shooter, maybe he can't win, whatever, legit, he's probably one of the very few guys that could care less. And I don't he's think hella productive. I don't think
1: he gets enough credit for his basketball IQ because mm-hmm. he's really sort of changed his game, you know, recently. Because for years and years and years, he was going 120 miles an hour all the time. And I remember Avery Johnson, the, the great coach, used to, we used to talk about point guards and guards, and he said, the best guys learn, need to learn how to change speeds. Yeah. And, and Russ never learned how to change speeds, but now he's sort of learned how to change speeds a little bit. And I think that's make him better. And it's allowed him to make his teammates better too. Uh, he's slowed down just a little bit. And I think, you know, that's really helped him and it's helped their team.
0: No, that, that, that's huge. As a guard, you have to be able to change pace. And, but, but it kind of sort of like makes it, makes Russ just that much harder to guard. Cause I can imagine guarding them. Like, if a dude's coming at you 120 miles per hour, like, you gotta make a quick decision. Like, I'm either gonna step in front of this, I'm either gonna cut him off, and you gotta guess. And if you don't guess right, then you're getting blown by, and it's an easy lab. You kind of look, back. I was hooping the other day, and dude came at me like 80 miles an hour, it wasn't even like nowhere near Russ, 80 miles an hour, and I guessed wrong, and I was like, oh man. I can just imagine going against Russell Westbrook, and him coming at me 100 miles an hour, and I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta make a decision. So like, I feel like that right there makes him so hard to guard. But you're right. As a good guard, if he could learn how to change speeds, like he's kind of done now, I think that'll make him way more effective because if he can go at 100 or he can go at like 60, that makes him that much harder to guard.
2: Bruce, you notice how King had to make sure we knew that he was playing ball the other day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look, let me 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 tell you how young I am. He's got a new sweatshirt too. Check that (laughs) thing out. It says BU 2021 on that thing. That's nice. Yeah, I I have to steal this
0: from Jared Butler. Uh, but let me tell you how young I am. I'm on the court, matter of fact, two days ago, I'm on the court with Mike Miles, who I called at TCU. I'm on the court with Kyler Edwards, who played at Texas Tech, RJ Nimhard, who played at, at TCU, mm-hmm. and then Eddie uh, Big Ed, who played at TCU as well. I'm like, listen, I'm 24 years old. What am I doing talking on television? I should be playing this basketball game. And I'm out there killing.
2: Uh, is this your warning that you're leaving the pot and going back <laughs> to competing?
0: <laughs> no, what I am going, I, mean, I am going to go play in this combine I know, and right after this pie. uh
2: Okay, well, good luck. Stay safe. Yeah, yeah
1: we'll be rooting for you. Whatever Definitely. it is you're doing.
2: Definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, but be- be- before we uh move on, though, from King's basketball career and the Wizards, I do want to take a moment for. Rui Hachimura getting the best of Anthony Davis on Wednesday night. That was nasty. Boy.
0: That was nasty.
2: <laughs> was it? Oh my God.
0: But listen Monica, nothing, nothing, nothing was nasty to what I saw with Miles Bridges. Right wow. on
2: who? Like, when?
0: Like probably three of them.
2: I know he, he has had a bunch this last month. <laughs> it's true. The one on Capella though, the one on the, Capella one, the first one.
0: Was a straight homicide. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was bad now I'm talking about body to body full extension oh my goodness well, that's, um, a that's a real question what why, happened? why can't we get him and Zion in a dunk contest
2: Uh, one of them said no 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 Anthony Edwards said that he's not that creative he's just a powerful dunker I would like to see Miles Bridges do it I don't know I feel like the same thing Anthony Edwards said might apply to Zion I don't know how creative he is He's just you real gotta powerful. you got
0: to be creative when, you're, when your chest is at the rim.
2: In a dunk contest, you do, though, I feel like. Come on, we judge the dunk contest.
0: I mean, yeah, but, like, all we got, if we see a 360 windmill when, you're, like, your chin is at the rim, like, that's an automatic 10.
1: If somebody in the dunk contest wasn't super creative, but they brought the whole backboard down, which Zion might be capable of doing, wouldn't, I mean, is that an automatic win? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would it would end the show so uh have it have might be switch it <laughs> yeah I have switch sides um i don't know I, I i'm curious we gotta see i can see why was bridges for sure doing a dunk contest i don't know, not, I don't know what... he sees i loved i loved him gushing about the garden when they uh lost but anyway um i was like dang he just set new york on fire <laughs>
1: I think Zion on Wednesday night said something really, really cool that I really, really respect. And, uh, he, uh, he probably got fouled towards the end of that Denver game, you know, in the last few seconds looked like Jokic fouled him and they didn't get the call. And he, you know, and Stan Van Gundy of course was livid. Cause Stan is always going to have his guys backs. Uh, but, but Zion said, you know what? I'm only in my second year, still got to earn my respect from the refs. I thought that was a very mature, Smart thing to say. Um, And I also feel like Zion and LeBron are similar in in this way. They're so able to play through contact that they don't get calls that they should get sometimes because they just, you know, it's like almost a play on when the ref looks at it. Whereas like lesser guys who will sell a call don't even get hit as hard as those guys. And they go to the line for two. So Zion, you know, way to go smart, smart move. But uh, he should be at the line even more than he is.
2: He's so grounded. He's so I mean, I, I don't mean to use the word cute talking about a grown man. But, like, he's just this Southern kid, really great at basketball, enjoying the moment, excited to be healthy. Um, he does seem to have a really good head on his shoulders. But before uh, we move on, we got to definitely tap in in the Western Conference, guys. The top three teams, Utah, Clippers, or Utah Phoenix right now, and then the Clippers. They got a little triangle action going, at least for Phoenix. They beat the Clippers on Wednesday night to clinch the playoffs. And now they play Utah on Saturday. I, for one, am very excited for this basketball game.
0: Hmm. I don't know why. But I feel like Utah still does not get the respect they deserve. We kind of talked about it on the pod with Ryan. Like, Utah's number one and the best team in the, in the West, according to the record. And they still don't get the love they deserve. I mean, I, when is Utah finally going to start getting that respect that they
1: deserve?
2: When they give us some iconic playoff series wins.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh. they're you know, some teams I, are yeah, really don't good. Be regular mad.
2: S- Sorry. Go ahead, Bruce.
1: Well, no, they're, they're, they've, they've been great in the regular season and you're right. I mean, you need to, you know, blow through your first round and then, you know, at least get to the conference finals. I mean, they, you know, I don't think, I don't think they've quite achieved that with this group. Um, But they are, you know, look, they're a really nice team. Um, Donovan Mitchell, you know, hopefully he'll come back healthy. It seems like he's been out a little bit. Um, Rudy Gobert, always. Donovan's
2: still out?
1: He didn't play yesterday.
2: Oh, okay.
1: But, I mean, they won that game by about 100 points yesterday.
2: 154. 154. Crazy. It's an
1: all-star game score. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, they can – I think Utah, you know – They're always dangerous at home. They have the nastiest, most awful fans in the league that say the worst things to opposing players. And they play at altitude too. Utah's up there, kind of like Denver. Utah fans are known for being like really nasty, nasty house to have to go play in.
2: I've heard that from some different NBA players pods.
1: Yeah, and we're not going to go into the absolute gory details there, but I think a lot of people could probably figure that out.
2: Uh, is Donovan <laughs> Mitchell an MVP candidate for you,
0: Kim? Uh, I mean, should he, should his name be brought up? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're just yeah, having a yeah, conversation. Right. I'm not his, telling
0: you. His name should potentially be brought up, but I don't think he'd be in the top five and maybe not even, maybe bottom of the top 10. Maybe, maybe. <laughs>
2: um... Okay, come on, guys. Let's put our list together because we keep doing this. We, this is like all week. I've been having conversations with different analysts about the NFL draft, and you're like, you can't tell me who you would take because we don't know who was taken. So let's give ourselves a rubric. Our top 10 candidates for MVP in order.
1: i going to go bottom gosh. to top. Oh, my God. Dang, uh, good? that's, that's You you're keep you're
2: saying a he wouldn't be in my top 10 or he'd be in my top five, but you can't tell me let, who's let,
0: in let, it. Let, let's go top five then.
2: Okay, well, come on.
0: Top five. All right, let's go. Let, the let's, Joker is one. The jo- why is the Joker not one on your
2: list? Because he's been amazing all year long. I don't right. actually, that's a good point. Hold on. Well,
0: now, now we're not going with everybody else's standards. We're going with
1: our own standards. i think i I got beat number one myself
2: see i don't i don't
1: okay i know he's missed some games
2: yeah i think i was gonna say you gotta reward the joker for being on the floor the whole time um i think cp3 is top five in my list easily
0: Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say can i can i put cp3 in like in in my top two
2: yeah he's he's in like my top three legit um hmm?
0: maybe number one
2: I think there's a real case to be made for CP3 as MVP this year. Like he's been on he's been on the floor the same as Joker. The Phoenix Suns are sitting in second. They could be yeah. they could finish the regular season one in the Western Conference. That's a total team turnaround. Like
0: you know what I'm I think number one. I
2: do I do think that Joker's numbers have been very, very impressive from the four or five spot.
0: Yeah, man. I mean that's true. That's
2: true. And I think, and the Nuggets have been very good. And if by our calculations, Jamal Murray goes down April 12th, they've been seven and one since. To me, that also strengthens his case. Like he's keeping this, this thing afloat.
0: That, that's it, but like, I don't know, like the the, the the Nuggets just haven't gotten any better. I mean, they, they were did just as good last year, almost in a sense. I
2: don't remember where they finished exactly last year, but no, I, that's a- I
0: know they, I know they were just as good. Like so, that's what I'm saying. Like when you when you look at numbers, when you look at the numbers, like yeah, yoga has been impressive, but like, has it really translated though? Like to, to more wins? Like I I don't know how they finished last year. I could be wrong. I but think they were it... in
1: that ballpark there. I think you're close. Yeah.
0: And like, but we look at the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz was playing Nuggets in the what it was that first round series? But the Jazz have significantly improved. Like the the Suns have significantly improved. When you look at the the, the Nuggets, I mean, yeah, yoga has been impressive, but. What he's been doing is got in the same place in the same spot in the playoffs. That's why I say Chris Paul is so impressive because it went from no playoffs to maybe potentially number one in the Western Conference. So for me, I gotta go CP. And my is my MVP.
2: So that's your that is your pick.
0: That, that's my pick as of right now. I gotta go CP just based off production and, and what he's done with the whole whole program. Yeah. Can you use the word program in, in the NBA?
2: Organization.
0: Organization, because program is college, yeah. yeah organization.
1: You, you used the Canadian pronunciation, Monica. You said organization.
2: That's how they say that in Canada. Oh, is it? Yeah. I I'm I'm to C. I'm really trying to put together a whole 10 candidate list because I'm 10 is
1: oh. tough 10 is tough yeah. i mean look you know i said mb you but it could easily it. Be, it could easily be joker and or joker to me. cp3 definitely is up there um you know Giannis kind of lurking below the surface randall
2: maybe randall's top five i you got nine you know, i got nine so far guys Give you know lucas
1: more. lucas in the mix oh. I mean, uh,
2: I, luca makes 10
1: yeah yeah Wait, wait I, wait
0: monica don't tell me hold on wait
2: steph curry any love I did put him to get 10. Yeah.
0: Because right now I got CP3-1, Jokic-2, and B3, Julius-4. Who am I missing my five? So I Luka. go? Luca.
2: You Luka. said James.
1: James, yeah.
0: Yeah, Luka. but he's right. He's been missing. He's been missing a few, few games lately. Uh, Paul
1: George, PGA Kawhi. Luka. Kawhi's not getting any attention, but so quietly, he he's averaging money. like 26, you know? I'm going
0: to go Luca number five.
2: They stinked or stunk at the first part of the season.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look at number five. There we go.
2: All right, so I'm going to go... Golly, CP3 or Joker is so tough. I'm still going to go Joker right now. One. Mm-hmm. I'm going CP3, two. I'm actually going Julius, three. Go ahead, say it with your chest. I got MB, four. And I'm actually going Giannis, five. I know we have MVP fatigue, but the Bucks are still right there.
0: Mm-hmm. I got CP three number one, Jokic number two, Julius number three, and B number four, and Luca number 5
1: Bruce? First, I'm gonna say Joel number one, um, Joker number two, CP number three, CP three number three. <laughs> um,
2: uh, probably gonna have say to Paul George. <laughs> Well, I like
1: Paul George a lot and he's been mm-hmm. good, but I, but I got to put Luca ahead of him. So I guess Luca number four and I'll give, I'll give Randall number five because you guys convinced me. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you guys convinced me. You are you, were, I, 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 you know, not a Knicks fan, but give him his love.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. Well the other, to round out the entire 10, and we kind of touched on some of these at different points. I got James Harden, Paul George, Steph, Donovan Mitchell, and an asterisk by LeBron. Because he was making a great case before he went out. That's fair. Donovan's out right now, too, though.
0: That, that, that's, that's a fair list,
1: Monica. Good job, Monica.
2: It took us a minute to get there, but we got there. Great team. Le-
1: LeBron LeBron's the all-time MVP, in my mind.
2: Facts. Um, okay, Bruce, before we wrap this pod up, in fact, speaking of LeBron, where's my list from my other show that I did the other night? Dr. J. Mm. Dr. J gave us his all-time teams, two all-time teams, and did not include a plethora of guys that King and I grew up watching. And so, Bruce, we're tapping into your wisdom and how long you've been with the game. This was Dr. J's list. Team, first team, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor. Second team, Magic, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Karl Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar he well, didn't put if, himself and he obviously didn't put what anybody born or anybody that played in the ninth after 1999.
1: Yeah. I mean, that to me is like, that's like the, 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 the grouchy old uncle. And I'm not saying he's grouchy because Dr. J is wonderful and we all love and admire him, but that's just a bunch of old dudes. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. where's, where's, you know, look, you know, where's Tim Duncan, Right, where's mm-hmm. where's uh LeBron James? Shaq and Kobe, uh, Shaq and Kobe, absolutely. Yeah. So, to me, he's just kind of you know that's sort of a dated
2: list. Okay, that list, yes, the, the one asterisk though, Bruce, he did he was asked specifically about LeBron and he said he left him off because LeBron started the super teams.
0: I didn't get that. What does that even mean? Like, I, I, I why, what, why is that relevant?
2: Because, Bruce, tell me if I'm wrong, as I understand it, Dr. J came from an era where you just didn't team up. Like, you went and figured it out through the draft and with your team. And so he, his knock against LeBron is that he started the super team era where basically guys got to rely on their buddies to help him get it done.
1: First of all, he didn't. Because the first super team had, like, three guys that Dr. J mentioned in his top 10 guys. Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Wilt Chamberlain. That was the first super team. That was like in the late 60s when the Lakers put their group together. Yeah. Celtics,
0: the, the Celtics too. Correct me if I'm wrong when they had didn't they have Bill Russell and Larry Bird in the same team? No.
1: Nah. Yeah, but, nah, nah.
2: Well, but Bird oh, came after bad. Russell.
0: My bad. I'm too young. My bad. Oh.
2: <laughs> Next try, King. Also, Bruce, <laughs> did those guys team up or did they were they drafted by the organization? Like did they organically come to the organization?
1: West and Baylor were there. Wilt came in a trade because there was no free agency back then. You couldn't do mm-hmm. what they do now. But they, but they traded a bunch of guys and they got Will, and they ended up winning a championship. They lost in the finals a couple times also. But, um, you know, I think Dr. J, you know, the, the list is just a little bit dated. And as far as the super teams go, he does have a sort of a point there because one of my former colleagues at ESPN, who I'm not going to name because he's really well known, former player, I was having the conversation with him one time about LeBron. I might have mentioned this on a previous show because I'm singing LeBron's praises. And this guy who was a borderline hall of famer himself is like going, no, I'm like, no, he's there. No, he, cause he was down on LeBron for going to Miami after D Wade already had won a championship without him. He's there. Mm-hmm. He went to another man's team and he won, you know, on another man's team. So he was kind of holding that against him. And, you know, some people have said the same thing about Kevin Durant. When he went to Golden State, he went Mm -hmm. to another man's team. Steph had already won. So, and I notably, Kevin Durant wasn't on Dr. J's list either. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that was his reason, but Kevin Durant's, you know, on, you know, I mean, absolutely one of the all time greats. So, so I hear, I hear you, Dr. J, but I mean, if LeBron isn't on your all time first team, then I I just disagree. You know, you're a smart man. I disagree.
0: Like this would probably never happen, but Dr. J would've take his team and then we put a team of new era guys right now. This <laughs> team is smacked by 25 at least.
2: I think you're bugging. I think you're bugging.
0: Bugging it all, his team is smack. Especially that first team, no disrespect at all. No disrespect.
2: His, okay, give me your no top disrespect. five. Okay, so wait a minute, cause I think you're absolutely bugging. Just for hypothetical yeah. sake, give me the top five that's slapping this team by 30.
0: The first team. Not not the second team. Not, not team with Jordan. Team of Jordan a little better. Okay. Oscar the Robinson, team.
2: Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor. El- I know of the legend of Elgin Baylor just being a D.C. chick. But please, give me give me the team that's smacking them.
0: Okay. I'm going... I'm going LeBron at the one. I'm going Kobe at the two. KD at the three. Wait, do I want to go KD at the three? Yeah, I'll go, go KD at the three. I'll put uh we'll go Tim Duncan at the four and then we'll go Shaq at the five
2: so the only place where I feel like you you've got a flat out advantage to me just because of his physicality is Shaq but Will and Bill were KD before we got KD in terms of their versatility correct me if I'm wrong Bruce They were KD before we got KD. Wait, what? In terms of their versatility, their length, the different way that they could approach the game, you got to remember how much the game has evolved.
0: Wait, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, they would have, we would have played the game right now. The game is different. The game has evolved. They would have no chance against the team
1: I just named.
2: I don't, I think no chance is ignorant. Bruce, please help us.
1: Uh, No love for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you guys are both a little bit too young to remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he was, really at his prime, the most unstoppable player ever. You could not stop him. He had that sky hook and he was seven, two, and he would take that thing from 15 feet away from the hoop. And he would just, you know, nail it. That guy was, I mean, he did have six NBA championships. I think five MVPs. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, has sort of been devalued over time and to me, as a kid, I mean, he was just like, oh, my God, can't Bruce, stop Bruce,
2: you, you're on a tangent. You're supposed to tell me how this game was going to go between King's first team and Dr. J's first team. Well, the newer guys are all
1: more athletic than those older guys, so they're going to be able to play that, their style, and, you know, and they're skilled as well. So, I mean, probably the the new school guys would win. Would they smack them? Yes.
2: Yeah. No. It's, I it, can't give you smack. It's, so what is
1: smack? Is smack like? 10 points to smack 30 points. King said 30. No, I said I said, I said I said 20. I said 20. Okay. Mm, you're right on the borderline there. I think yes. I don't think I don't think they would yeah. smack him by 20. I think it, they it, would beat him. It's two different levels of athleticism. Like
0: when you look at LeBron, what's his name? Uh who wait, name name, name Dr. J starting five.
2: Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor.
0: Like, like no offense to the logo, but it, who is he guarding in the starting five? Who was he guarding in that round? Right?
2: No, I agree. Jerry West is a weak spot, and I think Shaq and Elgin Baylor is a super weak spot, too. But otherwise, I think that... You,
0: you just named three weak spots.
2: <laughs> no, I said two. I said you two.
0: Said, you said Elgin Baylor.
2: I said Jerry West versus Kobe yeah. and Elgin Baylor versus Shaq.
0: Oh, versus Shaq. Yeah, that's two weak spots. Now, where is a weak spot on our, on our squad?
2: I I don't I we didn't get to see them in person. I think Wilton Will versus KD will be hilarious to watch, and I think Bill Russell versus Tim Duncan. I just think that I mm, this is hard to do, and I I hear the argument on athleticism. Wait, but Elgin, I just
1: what, what position was Elgin Baylor? I think was a wing. Elgin Baylor was was playing above the rim when nobody in the league was playing above. Was he, was, that, he, was he a wing though? Yeah, yeah, he was like a three.
0: But it would be it would be more so it will be it will be Shaq Shaq against Wilt. And Yeah, dunking against Bill Russell.
2: So Elgin and KD then maybe are the matchup. That's, I just that's a weak spot. That's mm-hmm. I'm I'm not ready to do that. The I'm just not ready. It, oh my
1: goodness, Elgin would would have a real height disadvantage against KD. Elgin was like six six, and KD is like what six ten, six eleven. Yeah, so he <laughs> so he'd have a problem there.
0: Same thing with Bill Russell, right? Bill Russell was only like
1: six six nine. He was six nine. Oh, yeah.
2: okay. I was going to say, well, nine. Russell's big. Um, okay, well, we could do this all night and I wish that somebody needs to figure out a way to simulate this, maybe with NFTs or something. Like, I would love <laughs> to see it. Uh, this is actually really interesting, but I got to keep it moving, so let's roll. That was dope. Oh! All right, good people, it's time to wrap this thing up. Thanks to our producer and guest co-host today, Bruce Bernstein, our terrific editor, Kristen Wooley, Please check out all of our Pure Hoops media shows. Mike Wise has a new show each Monday. His guest this week is Fran Fashilla of ESPN, who explains how the Euros went from being our students to our teachers. Grasshopper, if you Mm. caught that reference, shout out to you. Four Court has a new show each Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 is here on Wednesday. And this week, Bruce got his co-host on again as he joined Otto Strong and they welcomed my girl, Amina Smith of NBC Sports Boston. She's got a new show she hosts focusing on the C's. King and I have buckets, boards, and blocks on Thursday. And the Pure Hoops podcast with BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman is here every Friday. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. So, so,
0: so, I'm tired of talking about this. So we'll just keep this one short. Please, please, please go get the vaccination whenever you can. It's easier than ever to get now. I'm fully vaccinated. Go get it, please. Protect yourself and others. And if you see a nurse, you see a doctor, or you see a frontline worker, please thank them because they are the true heroes. And also don't forget about the teachers. Please stay safe, everybody. So until we meet again, uh, Come I'm gonna throw the oop to you. That was a slow. Go ahead and do what Shaq would
2: do to, to <laughs> whoop That was and, a super slow oop because your brain is still working. Anyway, wherever you can get them, y'all, we are approaching the NBA playoffs. Enjoy your hoop. Buckets, Boards & Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.